welcome to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast, where we talk about topics and resources that help you lead more to reach more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump, and I'm your host. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I am so thankful that you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for making comments and leaving reviews and sharing it with others in the children's and family ministry circles. We love to have more and more leaders coming alongside of us and listening and participating in our podcast. So thanks for listening. This episode, we're talking about the big E of leadership or the big E. Um, you know, there are a lot of biggie things we do in children's ministry and family ministry. And as leaders, we should always be thinking about the next thing that we're doing. But I'm not talking about events. I'm talking about developing leaders. There are three big E things that I can think of from my experience of growing myself and learning from other fantastic leaders that I want to share with you on this episode of the podcast. I think these are all things that all of us leaders, as we want to develop others, as we want to grow our influence and grow the kingdom impact that we have, we need to be thinking about these things. So how do we grow leaders? How do we build healthy teams that can have greater impact and allow us more margin so we can do more mission. Well, let's dive in and talk about that today on this episode of the Kid Ministry Collective podcast. So as I'm thinking about some of the things that it takes to develop leaders and some of the teams that I've developed over the years, I'm so thankful for the leaders that God has brought alongside of me. I've had some amazing volunteer leaders who have grown in tremendous ways. Some of them came to me just willing to serve, not really thinking of themselves as a leader, just wanting to help, wanting to do great children's ministry, see things happen uh, in the ministry, and buy into the, val- the, the vision and the mission of what we're doing. And those people are truly God's gift to us as leaders. Now, I want to tell you first and foremost, one of the things that I have learned over the years is no one is truly a natural born leader. We all have gifts and talents and abilities, but every one of those has to be developed. Leadership is truly a learned art form, and you can learn to be a good leader. You can also learn to be a bad leader. I am amazed at how many people think they're just born to do this. Well, I don't truly believe that. Yes, I think some people have a natural gifting, uh, a, a, a leadership mentality, but they have to develop that. They have to grow it. They have to invest in it. And you know what? We see this principle out in scripture with the principle of the talents, that the master gave the talents, the three, you know, the two, the one, and and just... It was an amazing story because one of them buried their talents. Another one just kept them safe and another one went out and invested them wholly because they knew their master worked hard. We see that if we're faithful with little, God brings more towards us. Sometimes the reason why we have little 
is because we've not been faithful enough. We've not developed the, the things that God has given to us. So I want to talk about that today. How do we develop leaders? What can we do with people who come to us? How do we build a team so that it's not just us? If you're serving in a ministry where you don't have people on your right hand and on your left, there's something wrong and you need to take a good hard look at how you're leading. Sometimes we attract leaders. Sometimes we actually repel leaders. So what can we do to create big E teams that have great eternal impact? which is the biggest E of all. Well, it starts with environment and environment. Leaders are developed and they are developed intentionally. What kind of an environment of leadership do you have in your current ministry? Think about it. Is it an environment that attracts leaders, that allows leaders to grow and develop, or is it all built around you? and your personality, your style. You will attract people that are like you, and that can be good, that can also be bad. One of the things that when we're doing and working with people through KMC Coach our, in our coaching program, uh, it's a different kind of program because it is a hybrid model of coaching and mentoring, learning and development, teaching and training, and feedback. Uh, it's it's a different program than most coaching programs out there. I'll just say it that way. And leaders understand that they have to develop an environment where leaders can grow, where people can develop and sometimes find themselves as a leader. But leaders are going to grow in an environment where they get to experience leadership, where they get to see it in place in front of them. And if you don't let leaders lead, then your environment is preventing them from growing to that next level. So again, I've got to ask, what kind of an environment are you creating or have you even created an environment where leaders can learn, develop, and grow themselves? Do they feel comfortable expressing their thoughts and ideas, knowing that they're going to get heard and considered? Some may you be able to take them, some you may not be able to take them. But are you creating that environment where you can talk it out and grow? See, again, if you're not attracting leaders, ask yourself why. Why aren't people coming and wanting to lead around me? Maybe there's some things there. When you enter into a KMC coaching journey, one of the things we do is a big assessment um, of who you are as a leader, as well as the ministry that you're leading. So we can find those gaps and we can find where you're attracting and where you're repelling other potential leaders. So what kind of an environment do you have? Do you let leaders lead or do you put stuff in front of them and then pull it back like a carrot? Uh, you know, the golden carrot out in front of something. Yeah, you've got to let leaders lead. You have to be able to let them talk it out, play it out, walk it out. Leaders need that room to grow. So let me encourage you, as you think about your environment, if you haven't, consider what can I do to create growth in my current leadership team? Those few people that I may have around, how do I help them take greater ownership in what they're doing and how do I help them 
to create a learning environment for others around them because they should be duplicating themselves. But again, if they're not, maybe it's because you're not. I know that sounds scary and kind of harsh, but please receive that in love as I mean it to. So the other thing about environment is, is it needs to have a learning ability, meaning you have to teach them how to lead. You have to evaluate them while they lead, and then you have to release them to lead. So spend some time teaching leadership, talking about leadership, helping them think through. Now, especially if they're volunteers, they may not see themselves as a leader. I had a guy come to me uh, who wanted to volunteer, wasn't sure where to serve in children's ministry, but just wanted to do something because he had children in our ministry and he cared enough and said, hey, if others are going to invest in my kids, I want to be able to invest in others. So where can I go? Well, I started watching him and I gave him just a few simple tasks, had him working in some a couple simple areas that were kind of low level commitment areas because I wanted to see where he was what he would do. Well, I watched and immediately noticed this guy, not only would he just come in and at first he would stand and he would evaluate. He, I could tell he was watching things and seeing things, but then he jumped right in and he saw things that needed to be done. And he immediately went to work doing those things. He didn't have to wait to be told how to do it or why we do it or why we should value it. He saw a need and he dove in to help, to problem solve, to encourage. And it was amazing to watch. Immediately I knew I had a leader on my hands that could be developed. Now, did he know how to do leadership in children's ministry? No, but he knew how to lead outside of in the outside world. And his leadership skills were a great asset to me. And so I was able to use him and his already talents and abilities and just point them in a ministry-focused direction. We began to teach him and train him and show him how we do children's ministry leadership. He was very quick to pull it up and adapt quick because he could see the parallels between his business world and the ministry world. We evaluated with him. We showed him where he could do things better. Sometimes he had some rough edges, kind of sharp. Um, we were often reminded him that these aren't employees. These are other volunteers that you're leading. And so we have to be careful how we say and what we do. But we evaluated with him so he could see where he was learning and growing and developing, where he was coming up short and where he was excel exceeding expectations. And together then we were able to release him into greater ministry. So we took him from a little thing to a little bit bigger thing. And when he was knocked that out of the park, we asked him to step up into a greater way. You know, it was so cool because this man in just such a short time became such a fantastic ministry leader that when it was time for me to leave, it was very natural for me to recommend to the other leadership that this is the one who should step into the role and take things over because he was a high capacity leader who learned, who was also already developing other people underneath his leadership. His team was a high functioning team. They were sold out. They were owning what they were doing. They were growing their ministry. The children loved their leaders all because they were modeling what they saw modeled for them. Why? Because we started to create an environment that wasn't about me. It wasn't about me being the leader. It wasn't about me being on stage all the time. I was in the back of the room instead of the front of the room. 
and what a powerful environment we started to create. Now, did I always do it well? No, I messed it up a lot. There were times where I started an environment, I started creating it, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, I became threatened by it. I was afraid that people were doing a better job than me. And I was afraid that my leadership would think, well, they don't need me because we've got all these high capacity leaders. Well, it was terrifying. The enemy was playing it against me. But what was happening was really a great thing. And so we wanted to create that environment where it wasn't about me anymore, that it was about our team and about the kingdom impact. And so we began to develop the whole leader, not just the parts where we could control them. We wanted to release them and turn them loose and let them go. All right. So our next E, equip. It starts with equipping them with the right expectations. If they don't have clear and specific expectations of what you need from them as a leader, things can go haywire. You can release somebody and they can go off the rails on the crazy train and do things that you weren't even expecting them to do, but they just thought, well, this is a good thing and I need to do it. And they would just take off and go. I had a leader like that because I wasn't clear on my expectations. I wasn't specific in, in the role that they were to carry. And, and I didn't put some boundaries around them. And so they started developing this whole thing and they started talking so excitedly about it. And unfortunately, I had to squash the dream because it wasn't an area of ministry we wanted to go into at this time. We weren't ready for the, the things that he wanted to do. And so we had to pull back. That was terrible. It was terrible. It truly was terrible. Why? Because I didn't equip them well. Well, so you start with clear expectations and you make them specific and clear. You give them boundaries. You also help them learn what it's like for to, to lead and to lead in good times and challenging times. How do we do this? Well, we have to take them with us to trainings. We need to get some, some things, to, uh, ex some exposure for them. And so trainings, podcasts, webinars, books, give them resources, equip them with the things they need so that they can learn healthy leadership. We want them to not only learn it, but then to put it into practice what they're learning. So take them to conferences or do trainings together, uh, even, even if they, it's a recorded and then you all feed back and you all do some, some, some evaluation and equipping of, of what did you learn? How did you learn? What could we implement? What do we want to take away from this? Equipping is a powerful thing. We often just dive into the how-tos of ministry, but we really need to also go deep into the why, the mission and the, the vision and the values, the heartbeat of the house. We want them to learn both how and why we lead the way we do. But we also want them to give input. We want to always be asking for input, for feedback, because we want them to help make the ministry better. And I've learned over the years, when I finally got rid of my pride out of the way from being threatened by somebody that had a better idea than me, I've, I've learned to grab onto all the ideas because there were so many great ideas that I was missing. Why? Because I don't have all the great ideas. Neither do you. And so we need to get that feedback from the team. And that's part of equipping is we're equipping ourselves. We're equipping others to be great in their leadership. But we also want to challenge them to equip others. 
So we want to equip our team. We want our team to equip other people. So encourage them to find a Timothy, a younger leader, a new leader. Uh, It doesn't have to be somebody younger. It just needs to be a new leader and have them pour into that person. It's amazing how when we're multiplying ourselves, how much we grow, right? So we need to think about that for other leaders too. We need to give them opportunities to equip others. So as you build your teams, however you're structuring, make sure there's an equipping element to it as part of your overall leadership environment. It's important that we do this because if we don't, leaders become stagnant and they become complacent and they shift into cruise control and bad things happen when we're doing those kind of things. Now, my last E for this podcast episode is experience. We need to let them gain experience, both good and bad. One of the things I hear so often from new leaders coming into ministry is they had no idea how hard it was to work behind the scenes, getting things ready. Oftentimes, people come into ministry seeing only what's on the front of the stage, as I say. They see the fun, the games, and the, and the, 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 the uh, social media posts of, of us dressing up in crazy costumes. And I see, you know, oh, you know it drives me crazy. All right, I'm going to get into a pet peeve here. But I get so tired of watching everybody's open mouth pictures. I don't know why it bothers me, but it bothers me. I don't know if it bothers you. Everybody, this, this supposed fake surprise look, and we've got our mouths wide open. I think of Mary Poppins when she looks at little Michael and says, Close your mouth, Michael. You're not a codfish. I think we need to knock that off, honestly. It does look foolish at times uh, because everybody knows you're not really surprised. You're posing for a picture that you set up. Um, So close your mouth. Just smile. Give you the smile God gave you. Anyway, off the soapbox. But here's, here's my point with all that. Our experience, what we see up front, sometimes isn't what happens behind the scenes. Am I right? Uh, the fake surprise uh, is wiped off our face uh, as soon as we realize how hard it takes uh, ministry. Uh, it, it just is brutal sometimes, all of the planning and the nonstop. There is no down season. Well, we need to let some of our leaders experience some of that, the planning, the hardship, the failures, the ups, the downs. We need to make sure that we're giving people the right picture of what ministry is all about. And so it's a powerful way to is, is that we have to give them that experience. We also want to lead them in such a way where they're constantly giving us feedback for growth and we're giving them feedback for growth. Here's a couple quick questions that you should always be asking uh, your leaders on a regular basis. What did you do that went well? What did you do that went well as you were leading your team this week? And then ask, what else? What else went well? Keep asking what else till they run out. You want leaders thinking critically. You want leaders thinking, what did go well? You want to encourage them to carry a notepad or or some way to record when they see leaders doing good things, when they see things that are happening in a great way. They want to record those things because we want to share those stories. Those stories attract more people uh, than anything else I've ever seen. So what did you do that went well? Now, here's another question. What can you do to improve? 
and maybe even then followed up with a what else. What else can we improve? We should always be looking at improving things. Sometimes even the best things that are going so smoothly that we've done for years and years could use some breaking and reevaluation and retooling and reimagining what we do. And we, we only get there by asking, what do we need to do to improve this? And then the last thing that we can ask our leaders to help them with experience is how could we do it differently? How could you do this differently the next time? So if they failed, instead of beating them up about it, ask them, hey, so what went well? And what could, could you improve? And how could we do it differently? How could you do this thing differently the next time we go about doing it? Because that encourages the leaders to give feedback in a safe way and know that they're not in trouble. They're not going to get let go. They're not going to get released as leadership. Uh, but you want them to learn. If you don't let them experience real leadership, they will never be able to lead without training wheels. So even let them navigate conflict. Maybe there's a situation in your small group leaders, between small group leaders. Let that leader work to, to reconcile. Let that leader work to navigate the conflict and how to bring peace back to it. Then and only if they get stuck, then you can evaluate and encourage and send them back in. But do your best not to always solve the problem or take it away because otherwise they will never own their leadership. So there you have it. Three big E's to help you develop a great leadership team and to take people from just being everyday average leaders to the great leader that we need to make great kingdom impact. Well, if there's anything I can ever do for you, please let me know. The kmccoach.net is a place where you can go if you want to develop your leadership skills and ability, where you can get good feedback and encouragement, where you can learn in a safe place, where you can ask questions that you've been dying to ask. Now's the time. If you've been thinking about it, if you've been sitting on the fence, I want to challenge you to take 30 seconds of courage hit the clarity call button and sit down and talk with me for 30 minutes about how KMC Coach can serve you. Check out our brand new, uh, new to the system. I don't know if anybody else is doing a donation-based coaching structure, but we make it affordable for every leader to get a coach because every leader deserves to live restored and lead renewed. And we serve the whole leader, not just the how-tos, not just the whys, but we talk about you, the leader, and how you can grow yourself spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. We want to care for you first and then help you have kingdom impact. Because again, we truly believe every leader should live restored and lead renewed. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast. My name is Tom Bump and I'm your friend. I'm the host, and I thank you for listening. Please leave, take a few seconds to leave a review. Share this podcast with somebody else. Let us know what we can do better. Uh, if you would love to hear someone on the podcast or a topic on the podcast, let us know. We'd love to hear that and give you a shout out for the idea. So thanks, God bless you, and stay tuned for another episode real soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Kids Ministry Collective Podcast. 
We hope that it's helped and encouraged you. If you would support our podcast by continuing to share it with other leaders. And if you haven't already, hey, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you how this podcast has helped and sharpened your skills in ministries. So let us know on your Facebook page or head over to kmccoach.net and share with us there. And thanks again for listening to the Kid Ministry Collective Podcast.